Welcome to Donnell Edwards' Viewpoints, where your viewpoint matters. Donnell discusses today's major issues and concerns with nationally recognized expert guests, as well as a variety of other interesting topics. So call and express your viewpoint about this week's topic or whatever else may be of concern to you. Just call Donnell at 563-999-3660 to share your viewpoint. Now, with this week's guest, here is your viewpoint host, Donnell Edwards. Good evening and welcome to Donnell Edwards' Viewpoints. We hope you had a wonderful day today and that you were in your happy zone, which we're going to be talking about more tonight. Uh, as we have been doing for the past uh, several weeks, we want to remind our listeners to remember our neighbors in the Carolinas who have been devastated by the floodwaters and the aftermath of Hurricane Florence. Often as these events or these type of events occur, if we are not directly affected, it's real easy to forget those who have had their lives transformed in such a tragic way. So we ask that you continue to remember the people in the Carolinas. The latest reports that we have show that more than 40 people have died as a result of Florence and its aftermath. As of uh, this past Thursday, uh, reports, uh, according to the North Carolina Department of Public Safety, uh, shows that power outages in North Carolina had dropped to a little more than 1,000, which is down from a high of around 800,000 in that state alone in Florence's aftermath, which is good news. Also, more than 1,400 people still remained in shelters as of Thursday. In addition, a total of 38 primary roads in North Carolina, including seven U.S. routes, remained closed as of Thursday. All of this to say that recovery is a long, slow process, and our neighbors still need our help. So please, let's not only keep them in our thoughts and prayers, but if possible, uh, whatever, what your circumstances may be, whatever uh, you can, uh, make whatever donations you can to uh, help the relief effort. You may do that by going directly to the Red Cross donation site from our website, which is cwrtalknetwork.com. Uh, just go there to our homepage and click on the Red Cross Hurricane Florence image, and that will take you directly to the Red Cross website, and you can make your donation by credit card or by PayPal. Our website, again, is cwrtalknetwork.com, and we thank you for your support. Now, this week is uh, National Mental Illness Awareness Week, also known as Mental Health Awareness Week. And tonight on our program, we will be discussing mental health awareness and the importance of finding your happy zone. Our special guest is an author and renowned motivational speaker and has been called the master of listening and an acronym addict. He is a highly sought-after keynote speaker, facilitator, and MC who is an expert on interpersonal skills, who uses the perfect blend of humor and wisdom to share his personal and corporate experiences toward helping others feel good about themselves or find their happy zone. He is also president of the Top Line LLC, and he is also my friend. Uh, Several years ago, we published an online magazine, an empowering magazine for college students called the College World Reporter, and uh, he was uh, one of our writers. He had a column called CWR, short for College World Reporter, CWR Sage. And if you don't know what a sage is, it's one who is distinguished for wisdom, a mature, a venerable man of sound judgment, and that's what my friend Sporty King is. So please join me in welcoming to the CWR Talk Network and Donnell Edwards' uh, viewpoints, Sporty King. Welcome, Sporty. Hey, Donnell. Thank you. Welcome. It's good to be here. You are very welcome, and we're glad to have you here. 
Now, before we begin tonight's forty, I want to uh, share some statistics from the National Alliance on Mental Illness, or NAMI, that demonstrate the magnitude of mental illness in our society. Uh, and, and those statistics show that approximately one in five adults in the United States, or 43.8 million, or 18.5%, experiences mental illness in a given year. Uh, approximately one in 25 adults in the United States, or 9.8 million, or 4.4% uh, experience a serious mental illness in a given year that substantially interferes with or limits one or more major life activities. And approximately one in five youth aged 13 to 18, or 21.4%, experiences a severe mental disorder at some point during their life. And for children aged 8 to 15, the estimate is 13%. Only 41% of adults in the United States with a mental health condition received mental health services in the past year. Among adults with a serious mental illness, 62.9% received mental health services in the past year. And just over half, 50.6% of children with a mental health condition aged 8 to 15 received mental health services in the previous year. And among African Americans and Hispanic Americans, uh, each used mental health services at about one-half the rate of Caucasian Americans and Asian Americans at about one-third the rate. And more than 90% of children who die by suicide have a mental health condition. And each day, an estimated 18 to 22 veterans every day die by suicide, m much of which is related to mental illness. So, Sporty, would you share your views on the importance of mental illness and the statistics we just read? Sure. And, and you know, it's, a, it's so interesting because there are a lot of statistics there, and, and I've got a lot of thoughts on it. But one I want to start out with is saying that I think it's important to recognize that numbers can be misleading. It's, it's important for us to not only look at the numbers, but then look at the narrative behind them. Okay. Because okay. one of the things that when when we when we quote those figures, and I want to start down at the bottom with the with the veterans and suicide, but over the years, men uh, actually the suicide rate among men is four times higher than women. However, more women uh, commit suicide than men, and so that's why I say the numbers can be misread. So the narrative behind it is because. Uh, women tend to try with, um, I'm sorry, I said that just a little backwards. The, the men do, the, the suicide rate is higher, but women actually attempt more. But the women okay. are attempting it with, with um, less lethal means, pills, and, uh, you know, in, in the tub where men are using firearms. And so, so that's why, Sometimes people may decide, oh, well, that's statistic, this and that, and they may, be, they may minimize the importance of st the statistics. So that's why I definitely want to start out by saying the, don't let it just be a numbers game. Because, okay. we, we, you know, we're talking live, so get the numbers and then be sure to get the narratives. Okay, very good. Yeah. And then one of the things now, and then meanwhile, one of the things I like to uh, that in, in addressing a couple. One, the military has a, a, a campaign called uh, a Buddy Check 22. And, and what they've done is they've taken that last statistic you used about, um, every, you know, 18 to 22 veterans die by suicide. So it's a Buddy Check 22, and actually on the 22nd of every month, I know I'm online with a group of veterans in South Carolina, and so we always do a buddy check on the 22nd of every month. So, you know, I know one of the things we're going to be talking about are some solutions. And, that, and that's one of the possible solutions is to get with some kind of a group that 
does something like that that can be uplifting to to people who are surrounded by certain issues. Then there's also the uh, yeah the American Foundation on Suicide Prevention. Uh, I believe it's important to support their walks. Uh, I'll be supporting the one in Charlotte on October 20th, and uh, you know I I think that's the I think they call, uh, yeah they call out of the dark. And um, so the and 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 they're they're called out of the dark because what they're doing um, is trying to do exactly what we're talking about on this show is is take away the stigma you know come out of the dark and talk about your illness as a way of us being able to help people who may be suffering from certain types of things. And the last okay. thing I want to say is is um, with those statistics. Now, you know, I can't speak for the Afri- African-American population, but a friend of mine, Steve Wilson, who is uh, a, a co-member of an, an organization I'm in called AATH, which is the Association for Applied and Therapeutic Humor, but he also calls himself the chairman of the board, and he says that C-H-E-E-R-M-A-N <laughs> of, the, of the board, B-O-R-E-D. Uh he and I, we, we do a lot of things, you know, talking about the use of healthy humor. And, and Steve, his, he's Jewish by, by uh, birth. And so what he and I had been talking about is, is there some type of a study? Well, actually, we know there isn't one. But we were talking about, you know, is there some way that we can look into how African-Americans and the Jewish population may have used humor on a different plane to combat the atrocities of our history. And so, so you know, that's one of the things that he and I are talking about looking into. And, and when, when, so that's why I said when you talk about these numbers and, and, you, and you look at the, the African-Americans and Hispanics, in this case, who don't take advantage or don't go get checked. So I'm wondering if if we've developed some sort of a denial or even a, an unattended coping mechanism that keeps us from from um, uh, that keeps us keeping it in stigma form, you know, by oh well no, no we we're, we're fine, you know. But again, it's it could be that we've done just such a great job of developing that um, that coping mechanism, but I call it an unattended coping mechanism because it it might not be real. We may think we're doing a good job of laughing it off and, and, and this, this is just a joke, but uh, sometimes it's not. So there's a, just a lot of ways we can go with it by now. Okay, very good. Now, uh, you mentioned the walk and supporting supporting walks. I know in my day job here I have uh, some uh, contact with the uh, local chapter of uh, NAMI, the uh, National Alliance for uh, Mental Illness, and I know they do a, do an annual walk. Is that the same one that you were talking about that's going to take place in Charlotte, or is that with another organization? That's another organization. That's through the American Foundation of Suicide Prevention. And okay. it's, they, they have these walks nationally. So they'll be having one in addition to what you're supporting where you are. Okay. Now, let me, let me ask you this. I know you mentioned it, that's one way people can, can help is by supporting the walks. Now, is that just to heighten awareness of the situation, or are there other benefits uh, that result from someone supporting uh, the, the walks? It, it, it's actually, I think, in, in that order. It is to heighten the awareness. But in the okay. one of the things that in heightening the awareness, the I think the the um, spinoff of that is someone who may be suffering. Once we when we heighten awareness, we we want to find a way to make someone feel more comfortable to say there's nothing wrong with you. This is you know a, a lot of times people tend to think the biggest problem people have is thinking they're the only one going through something and and you know no one will understand what i'm going to through so that's where the heightening of the awareness can at least make someone feel comfortable oh okay it's not just me and and there are other people willing to help because that becomes the next step 
is, you know, is there, you know, is there a resource that I can take advantage of? And so, so that's why, yeah, even though it's for the heightening of the awareness, the spinoff benefit is that maybe, again, that's why they call it, you know, out of the darkness. Maybe people will come out of the dark and say, okay, yeah, you know what, I am suffering from that, and I could use the help. And then for each person that does that, what do we do? We get a step closer to cutting those numbers down. Great, great. Okay. Now, uh, like like I mentioned at the beginning of the program, we've known each other for for a long time, and <laughs> I've always been impressed with how much you care about people and how you've incorporated that love of people into your work. So what, what's inspired you to be so caring <laughs> and interested in, in the well-being of others? Well, thank you. I, you know, I... I would think that there are probably a a lot of examples along the way and throughout my life. We've known each other for years. We're we're in the double digits in terms of knowing each other for 20 years or more. But, you know, I'm 63. So, Mm -hmm. you know, I, I could not pinpoint where I got that care from necessarily, you know. But uh, I think that, and I think that all of us have that, that it grows. And, um, but I think that those experiences that happened throughout my life probably needed to add up to the theme that I now carry in my business today. And, and so I think that, so the caring comes out from where you met me in my mature life and I was having a more conscious caring of people. And, and, um, and now I've turned that, kind of into my speaking business where, where, you know, I always talk about the fact that, you know, life is about, is about going from one puzzle to the next. And in, in all of your family, social, and business interactions, you're either a small, medium, or large piece of the puzzle. But no okay. matter what size puzzle piece you see yourself as, without you, the puzzle is called incomplete. So, you know, I, when I think about that, I've, that's kind of my tagline. And, if, if it, uh, you know, if it sounds like an elevator speech, it is because I'm so used to saying it because I believe <laughs> it. But, <laughs> but that's the thing. I know that I've had a lot of people help me see how important I was in the different phases of my life. And so those people who have helped me see that, how important I was, that's where I start thinking about the, the, uh, the puzzle aspect of it. And so it, it's just a combination, uh, like a, a Victoria cycle. I don't call it a vicious cycle, a Victoria cycle. I care about people because I know people care about me. Okay, very good. And you know, one other thing I, I want to mention too, and, and I, I don't know how you do it because uh, I uh, consider myself to be a better positive person, but you are so <laughs> positive. I, I don't ever think I've ever seen you or talked to you about anything, regardless of what it is. It may be something I'm upset about, and you flip it, and when I get through talking to you or in the email, uh, I have a different perspective and can see the positive side, and even in something that's not so positive. So how do you do mm-hmm. that? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, the funny thing is, is even when I think about um, – Caring about people, I, I, I see, see. Once I start to talk about it, I think about other aspects. And I had two wonderfully opinionated parents, and <laughs> you, you know, and, and they not that they stayed together. My father left when when um, me and my brother and sister we were like I think maybe three two one or four three two, but he he left uh, the relationship, but he stayed in my life, and. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I had both him and my mother who had these very strong personalities. And, and back then we didn't really call it positivity, but it was, it, was, it was more of a refusing to give up type of mentality that they had. And I think that a lot of that has been infused into me. But uh, for sure, you know, I, I would definitely tell somebody that, you know, you can't be up and positive 365, 24-7. I'm not. You know, you, you've, you, you've come up with your bad days on good days for me. <laughs> <laughs> that makes you feel a little always, better. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But always looking for the solution. Um, 
like I said, I can't, I'm not uh, up 365 24-7, but here's my formula. I'm up more than I'm down. I'm positive more than I'm negative. And I'm going forward more than I'm going backwards. And sometimes okay. it's not, it, it's, it's just okay to stop and take a, reframe it and step back. Don't feel like you're going backwards. Sometimes you just got to step back and take a look at your work. You know, look at your progress. You know, we, we have to look at the small accomplishments just as hard as we look at the large ones because we've done a lot of good things, but we get caught up on the, on the things that we didn't think that were so successful, and we, and we find ways to beat ourselves down. So just every now and then, just step back and, and look at your accomplishments and, and give yourself a pat on the back. Okay, that's a that's a great formula. Now, I want to talk a little bit about about your work. Uh, so, mm-hmm. uh, how, how do you use your special abilities as a motivational speaker and your skills in using humor to help people learn to find more happiness in their lives? Mm. Yeah, my uh, and I thank you. Yeah, my special ability and and and, it, and it's great. I love the, that term you use, special ability. Be, you know, they're called gifts. They're called blessings. You know, we've got so many different words for them. And so I, I invite your listeners, I hope they recognize, you know, well, I don't have a special ability. We all do. We've all got some type of a gift and, and a special ability. And mine is, is my poetry. Um, I started writing poetry at 14 years old and uh, to deal with homesickness because I had gone away to high school. I won a scholarship. And that actually became the base of my speaking business when I was, I started my speaking business at 38. So, okay. so uh, yeah, so poetry has been the base of my speaking business and it, and it has evolved to, to my focus on using a positive vocabulary. And see, I've always actually had a good sense of humor and then that has evolved to better understanding how to use what we call intentional humor. And, and by we, uh, I'm talking about my membership in the group I mentioned earlier that Steve and I are in AATH. What part of our focus is, is on the use of healthy humor. So, so though not totally scripted, what, what I'll do is I'll tell a joke and then I'll connect it to a lesson. Then I'll share a poem, then I'll connect it to a lesson. See, so, and so with all the lessons coming from my personal or professional experience, that's how I use my gift to help other people. Okay. So mm-hmm. with what you're doing, they're actually learning and can experience how to apply what, what you're saying in their lives in, in a positive way. Okay. Yeah. Right. And, and, you know, and, you know, and like the, the, the joke within the joke is sometimes you have to, uh, slip some slip some learning in on people. <laughs> now, <laughs> you know, you tell uh, them some jokes and then you slip a lesson in there. <laughs> okay. Now, uh, you mentioned your your poetry, but you call mm-hmm. it spoetry. So poetry, could, could, yes. you, could you explain? <laughs> I call it poetry. And in my intro, <clears throat> you talked about me being, and that's my term, an acronym addict, Okay. And, uh, and so I called my, my even uh, at first I had poetry as sporty poetry, but, and then I turned that into an acronym and made it poetry, S P O E T R Y. And it stands for sporty poetry opens emotions to reach you. Okay. And so, so that's why I call it poetry. And, and, and the reason I did that is because that's where we meet. See, that's where we meet people is at the spiritual level. When you can get people comfortable, now is the, the, the chance for you to get through and let them know, I'm here to help. Because when someone doesn't, you know, we're, as we're talking about suicide, depression, handling negative stress, someone is in this feeling of, of being alone and isolated, and who can they reach out to? Well, they, need, they don't need the person that's standing and saying, hi, I'm here to help you. They they need the person that can make them feel like okay wait yeah I can yeah I can I can give give up a little and and trust this person because you know sometimes the things that 
people deal with, if again, suicide or depression or stress, they're triggered by a memory of someone else who said they were going to help, and, and they did. And, uh, you know, even if, you know, not really off this topic, but if you look at, you know, people, uh, the rape victims, you know, the, the majority of rape victims, the, the, uh, the, the predator is someone that they trusted. Yeah. So, yeah, so that's why I say, you know, my sporty's poetry opens emotions to reach you. If I can reach you at a spiritual level, open your emotions and let you say, okay, I can be unguarded. I can relax and really get the message. Then, you know, uh, that's how I can help the most. And, and so that, that's how I use it. And that's why I call it poetry. Okay, very good. Yeah, a step above poetry. <laughs> and very effective, too, I would imagine. Now, uh, we won't want to get to, uh, we, we're talking about finding a happy zone. So mm-hmm. uh, I, I want to relate uh, another uh, piece of information here. In a comprehensive new review, which was published in Applied Psychology, Health, and Wellbeing, the effects of subjective well-being, which is a measure of how people evaluate their own lives on various aspects of physical health was examined. Now, according to the lead author, who was uh, Edward Diner, a professor of social psychology at the University of Utah, these studies have confirmed with almost no doubt that happiness really can influence health, uh, both physical and mental. Now, obviously, Sporty, you're not a a mental health professional like we mentioned before. Uh, And, you know, if anyone's listening and you even have any kind of uh, inclination that you may need uh, uh, to see a mental health professional, we we encourage you to do that. But uh, in your work uh, and in your own personal experience, how do you find your happy zone, your happy place, and how do you help others to find theirs? Well, I, I, I may not have, uh, and you and I both, may not have mental health credentials. See, you know, it, it, we may not have made mental health credentials. However, I have a belief that we are all at least in the profession of mental okay. health. Uh, though, you know, though not legally, again, uh, not, not, not credential to treat a person. Now, for instance, um, I created a workshop called My Piece of the Puzzle or Puzzles. And um, uh, it, was, it, was a, it, it, it has flexible applications to different audiences, but I had actually created it for an active duty Army base in Natick, Massachusetts, to deliver a, a suicide prevention awareness session. And part of the background of that statement is the fact that suicide is a treatable mental health issue. And what I did with the session and, and do believe is that it, as I helped the audience see the role that they play through their knowledge or lack of knowledge in being aware. So that's why I said we may not be credentialed, but we are in some way a part of the mental health profession based on what we know and what we don't know. And, um, the fun that we had at the session was my making everybody see, yeah, you're a part of it, you know, and it goes mm-hmm. back to what you and I were saying earlier about how, um, oh, what was I? I said something. Earlier. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, I want to roll, but, 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 uh, but let me go back to your, uh, finish the question there. Um, and that is the happy zone part. Uh, I find, um, Finding my happy zone is probably seeing myself as, if not fully responsible for, um, connected to each person that I come across. And, that, and that's the thing that, in, as I talk to that audience, that I help them say, see, you know, see yourself as, you know, you're not be, you may not be totally responsible for every person's actions, but you have a part in it. And since I see myself as having that responsibility, that becomes part of my happy zone. And, and, and not to sound like I'm walking around, you know, as a great crusader, but, but I'm talking about uh, learning information that's important or interesting to me and then being responsible for sharing it. 
See, so you see, I think a happy, and I think in fact that a happy zone doesn't always have to have laughter and mirth. If, if our listeners are right. saying, oh, yeah, happy zone, you're laughing and joking. No, no, no. A happy zone does not have to have laughter or mirth. Sometimes just being open to believing that you're wonderful and worthy of celebrating your life is all it really takes to be in the happy zone. And, uh, okay. and, and, I'll, and I'll close that point with, like we're talking about my acronym addiction, uh, one of the, the acronyms that I use is JOY, J-O-Y, just one you. And so, you know, when we think about how important it is to have joy in our lives and I celebrate ourselves, I tell people, I say, you know what, if somebody says to you, and this is a, another way how I ward off the negativity, somebody says, well, only you would do that. And I say, well, good, then that means I had to do it. Because if I was the only one that would do it, it wouldn't get done if it weren't for me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, was so forty? You uh, connect all of that, right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I tell you what. Thank you for your comments, and we look forward to continuing this discussion. It's very interesting. Uh, right now, we're going to take a take a break. Uh, for those in the audience listening, if you would like to share your viewpoints, if you would like to join us in this discussion about mental health and happiness, or if you have a question for our guests, give us a call at 563-999-3660 because your viewpoint does matter. That number again is 563-999-3660. Now, when we return... We're going to discuss the stigma. We talked about that a little bit, but we're going to get more into that. Uh, the stigma that's associated uh, to mental illness and what can be done about it. So stay tuned. We'll be right back. You're listening to the CWR Talk Network, America's voice for causes, issues, and life empowerment. This is the CWR Talk Network. Hashtag One Million Strong. Las Vegas shooting, Orlando nightclub, Virginia Tana Fay, Sandy Hook Elementary School shooting. And the list of mass shootings in America goes on and on and on. If gun laws can't stop the gun violence in America, what can? Listen to the Stand Against Gun Violence, a special three-hour town hall event on Thursday, October 18th, from 6 to 9 p.m. Central Time, presented by the CWR Talk Network. We have assembled a panel of experts to discuss the impact gun violence has on our society and what all of us can do to help stop gun violence and mass shootings. Hear from some of those who have personally experienced the tragedy of mass shootings and why gun violence in America must be stopped. Stand with us as we fight to put an end to gun violence. Listen live online Thursday, October 18th from 6 to 9 p.m. Central Time. For more information, visit our website, cwrtalknetwork.com forward slash TSAGV. That's cwrtalknetwork.com forward slash TSAGV. People been saying to your friend, get a different face And posting on their feed, they're super ugly The things they say to them online are cruel and they're not true So tell your friend, I'll stand up for you Don't worry, I know what to do Know someone being bullied online? You can be a witness and make a difference by letting the world know it isn't cool and by letting your friend know you care. Learn more at eyewitnessbullying.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council. Did you just look down at your phone? You did it again, didn't you? You know, you're flying down the road in a three-ton hunk of steel. 
and a text takes your eyes off the road for an average of five seconds. At 55 miles per hour, that's long enough to travel the length of a football field and cause some serious damage. Turn it off. Trust me, whatever it is, you'll live. Learn more at StopTextStopRex.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council and the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration. The CWR Talk Network is not just another talk radio network. We are the champion for important causes and issues like fighting domestic violence. Domestic violence survivor Shereen Rice discusses how domestic violence affects all of us on her show, Making a Difference About Domestic Violence and Abuse. Shereen interviews other survivors of domestic violence who share their very personal experiences in hopes of encouraging listeners who may be undergoing domestic violence to get out of that dangerous situation and how they may do that in order to avoid the dangerous consequences if they don't. Join Shireen and her guests every second and fourth Thursday at 9 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. Central Time, exclusively on the CWR Talk Network. Listening to the CWR Talk Network, America's voice for causes, issues, and life empowerment. This is the CWR Talk Network. Hashtag One Million Strong. Welcome back to Donnell Edwards Viewpoints with your host, Donnell Edwards, on the CWR Talk Network. Thank you for joining us for tonight's edition of Donnell Edwards Viewpoints. We are talking with the master of listening, author and motivational speaker, Mr. Sporty King, president of the Top Line LLC. And as we mentioned at the outset of our program, the stigma that's attached to mental illness is a major issue. And that's why NAMI selected Cure Stigma as their theme for this year. According to NAMI, stigma is the uh, toxic to their mental health because it creates an environment of shame fear, and silence that prevents many people from seeking help and treatment. Uh, So, Sporty, would you tell us about your book, How to Be Ugly, and how it may be used to overcome the stigma of mental illness? (laughs) Oh, great. Thanks. Yeah. You know, um, How to Be Ugly was actually uh, a speech. A monologue that I use in the Toastmasters International World Championship of Public Speaking Competition. And what I did was I I created that speech to to give a creative look at self-esteem, where I was talking about myself being a middle child, and you know that I have middle child syndrome, and um, and having made the decision to turn negatives into positives. But And then from that, what I actually did is create a combination CD set with a booklet of exercises to support and, and enjoy the message from the speech. So it's not actually a book called How to Be Ugly. The speech is called How to Be Ugly. You, you, the CD has the speech, and then the book has some exercises. For instance, you know how they say it takes 21 days to develop a habit. So one of the exercises is for 21 days. Set, you know, listing something positive about yourself each day, uh, you know, um, so, you know, things like that. So that's how the book is usable. Okay. Very good. Oh, and I'm sorry. You know, I'm sorry. You know what I left out? <laughs> what, what ugly stands for? <laughs> <laughs> Somebody's like, oh, yeah, good. I can tell myself I'm ugly for 21 days. <laughs> well, <laughs> ugly is my, was my acronym for unique gifted, lovable you. 
And so that's also why I say it's about turning negatives into positive. Unique, gifted, lovable you. And so if someone or uh, – uh, in fact, when I did the speech, I, I opened – it's introduced as how to be ugly. And I opened by saying I am ugly. And people are like, oh, my God, cracking up laughing. And But then once I let them know that, no, I'm talking about unique, gifted, lovable you, I, I learned how to turn – uh, what what I thought was a negative, and that that again, that's the middle child syndrome, where I was born 17 months after my brother, and just 10 months before my sister. So in the speech, I talk about how I was never young enough to be the baby. You know, I was not a novelty because I wasn't the first son, and I didn't. And then the the first daughter came so soon, I didn't have the <laughs> any novelty of even being the baby. So. So, you know, I turned that into just a, a, a fun speech, and it's now become my what's called in the speaking industry. It's, it's my signature keynote speech. And so I always, um, my signature keynote um, icebreaker, I always open with that as a way of, it goes back to what we talked about earlier about uh, reaching people's emotions as a way of opening up the audience to, uh, uh, you know, prepare to listen to the message, a serious message of whatever we came to talk about. And that also is why I uh, and you use it a couple of times in case the listeners haven't noticed the my tagline of the master of listening. That's that's my tagline that I use on myself because listening is the number one communication skill. And so as as I listen, that's how I'm able to to turn words around, turn negatives into positive. And you know these are all the types of things that we need to do with everything that we're talking about today, whether it's suicide, depression, or stress. So it's, it's really about how well you listen. Okay. Very good. Now, speaking about uh, being in a happy place, finding a happy zone, uh, is it possible in the normal course of, of, of the day, uh, not talking about, you know, if there's a, someone experiences a, a death in the family or loss of a loved one or learn that they have a terminal illness or something like that. But the, the, the basic things that we encounter during the course of the day, is it possible if we develop the habit where we, every day when we get up, we say, this is going to be a great day and I'm not going to let anything prevent it from being a great day and take me out of my happy zone and just stick with that. Uh, well, I, I would say actually, I would say yes and no. Um, okay. The, the 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 only part with the no is, uh, and then I will end up making no two different definitions. The the no part of the no is, you, it can't be somebody else's affirmation. Okay. Uh, you know, it, it has to be something that means something to you. So that's why yeah, it's, it's not like, oh, here's the formula. Just say this thing every morning and you'll be fine. Uh, no, I don't know what I can find. What do you need to be saying? And that's where the, the second definition of no comes in, and that's the K-N-O-W, where you have to know yourself. And once you know yourself and, and, and want to know the good aspects of yourself, you say, what do I need to do to say to myself every morning to keep myself going? And so, so that's why I say it's a yes and no, because it's definitely something that can work. And, and even if, it, if, if there's no statistical or, or scientific proof that it works, the exercise of it is, is sometimes the key of you deciding that you can do that. For instance, one of the things I have over my mirror is a, a wooden postcard that I found in a store years ago, and it says, beauty is in the eye of the beholder. You're beautiful. So I'm seeing that every morning as I'm brushing my teeth. So, you know, so that's what I'm saying. You know, everybody, you, you can find something that will work for you, some type of meditation. If it is that affirmation, you want to use it. But don't be phony about it. You know, recognize, you know, I'm using this because I want to get myself psyched up and, I, and I'm going to be fine. And when I get out this door, uh, everybody else is not going to go along with what I just said. So, so, <laughs> so yeah, that's why, that's why, again, that's why that no part of it, you know, you've really got to believe it because once you walk out the door, 
people, there's no gauntlet, gauntlet lined up to say, yes, give us high fives. We know you're going to make it. There's more likely to be a gauntlet of people saying, you know, uh, yeah, you know, who are you? Do you think you ought to be smiling? You know, why is your, you know, why is your day so happy? So, <laughs> yeah. Well, getting back to getting over the stigma, mm-hmm. uh, what, what would you say to anyone who may be aware or may have some idea, feeling that something's just not right and they probably need to uh, look after their mental health, but they're afraid because, especially in the African-American community, we don't believe in, you know, uh, I, I can't say that for everybody, but it's been my experience with the people that I know. Uh, a lot of people don't believe in, in therapy or going to see a, a mental health professional. So how do we get past that? Uh, how do we get to the, the point that we don't allow that stigma to prevent us from taking care of our mental health? You know, I think it, 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 it's, it's, it's almost a shame that the answer could sound so pedestrian, you know, but it, it really does come down to loving ourselves. And, and in fact, the, the cherry that I put on the top of the cake is liking ourselves. Because sometimes we may like, love ourselves, but there are plenty of times where we don't like ourselves, and we are more likely to say we don't like ourselves. But we'll say, I don't like how I look in this outfit. I don't like how I acted. I don't like when I did. So, you know, words are powerful, and you keep talking to your spirit, and, and you keep telling yourself, I don't like this about me. You know, that's what you're actually doing is saying, I don't like me. And, and when you don't like yourself, you won't do what it takes to take care of yourself. Now, as far as, and I agree with you, you know, uh, in terms, I, I don't always like to, if we go back to the beginning of the show where we talked about the numbers, you know, I don't right. always like to lump myself in with numbers and say African-Americans don't like this. I know that my mother, you know, I grew up in a household where my mother was not a big, we're going to the doctor. Even if we got, you know, we're, we're talking about mental health. But if we had a physical industry in, 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 um, injury, she wasn't necessarily taking us to the doctor. <laughs> so, so, um, so, you know, I think that uh, your, your socialization is, is important and, and how you grew up. And, and so you've got to decide, I'm either going to keep the family tradition of not paying attention to it, or I'm going to be the one to break the family tradition. You know, and, and now, you know, so that's, so that's why you can see it still comes back to how you feel about yourself because when you break a tradition, you're going to get a lot of pushback. And, and, that, and then now it goes back to what we talked about, the, the, um, the different types of um, fundraising walks for awareness. You know, once, once you say, okay, yeah, it's okay, now I'll talk about it, but you're still going to have to choose who you talk to it about. So there's, you know, there's, there's no one answer that we could absolutely do in, um, in a 60-minute show, but it really does start, ladies and gentlemen, with liking yourself, loving yourself enough to like yourself, and then, um, you know, you have to have the, the types of uh, uh, circles of friends who will, who will be honest with you and... Um, and about, you know, maybe helping you. And in the military, by the way, what they do is uh, they have a, an acronym called um, ACE, A-C-E. It's, um, oh, God, um, mm, I can't, uh, but, but it, it, it tells them the steps. Um, uh, maybe it's a, a approach. Maybe the C stands for uh Connect because you got to take. You want to, you know, approach the person about the challenge, then connect them with the resource, and then the E I know is for escort. Don't tell them, okay. look, you can get some help. Go down the street, take them to the help. So okay. you know, yeah. So you know, so th- there's just a lot of different things, and um, please, you know, um, I, last thing I want to say is is almost kind of a humorous thing. And again, this is one of the things that we talk about, how I use, use the human tell a joke, do a lesson, is I always say to people, a lot of times people say, you know what, uh, it's okay to talk to yourself, but just don't answer yourself, but then you're crazy. <laughs> and, and, and 
I tell my audiences, it's okay to talk to yourself. I said, but it's important that you answer yourself. You should. You're crazy if you don't. <laughs> it's very interesting, but it makes a lot of sense. Because, yeah, because who, who better, who knows better what the, the issue is than you? Like, you know that, that joke, there's three sides to every story, mine, yours, and the truth? <laughs> so you know all three sides when you're talking to yourself. So you are the person that actually has the best answer. <laughs> <laughs> That's so, so true. Yeah, so talk to yourself. But then I also add, see, once we finish that laughing, and I add, talk to yourself by saying, I love you. You're important. I believe in you. See, that, that's what we have to talk to ourselves about, talk to our spirit and say these things that can help us. And another great suggestion, by the way, that I believe, I believe that it's important for us to have signs on our walls. You know, pictures are fine, but, it's, you know, pictures give you options of how you want to think about something. Words say, this is what I believe. And so if you have words on your walls, whether they're posters or your favorite scripture, your favorite inspirational thing, typed up and then just taped on your wall, you need to have that type of thing in your environment, especially because what happens when you are already in a depressive state of mind? You know, we, we hope that you could try to combat these things before you get there. But what happens when you're already there? You need to be able to go and read, this is what I really believe, and this is what I'm about, and here's how I can bring myself out. Great, great, great recommendations. Now, if you just see, I'm your... getting excited. <laughs> <laughs> uh, if you just tuned in, uh, this is Donnell Edwards' Viewpoints, and tonight we're discussing mental health awareness and the importance of finding your happy zone with our special guest, Mr. Sporty King. We will continue after these messages. You're listening to the CWR Talk Network, America's voice for causes, issues, and life empowerment. This is the CWR Talk Network. Hashtag one million strong. When we say the CWR Talk Network is not just another talk radio network, it's not just cliche. It's more than a slogan. It's our identity as America's voice for championing important causes and issues like reading literacy. Host and producer Joanne Burrow tackles this issue in a number of ways on her show, Read, Read, Read. The first and third Saturday of each month, 12 p.m. Eastern and 11 a.m. Central Time. Read, Read, Read is more than a program. It is an initiative started by Ms. Burrell to attack the problem of reading literacy and reading proficiency with the ultimate goal of expanding the program to include mentors to help students with not only reading skills, but also life skills. She also invites interesting guests to come on her program to discuss their challenges with reading as well as their joy and appreciation of reading. Some of the guests are authors who discuss their books and offer their insight into the importance of reading and being good readers. Join Joanne the first and third Saturday of every month at 12 p.m. Eastern and 11 a.m. Central Time for Read, 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 exclusively on your network for causes, issues, and life empowerment, the CWR Talk Network. Violence is a major issue in America. It seems like there is a shooting somewhere in this country every single day. Even our schools and churches are no longer sacred and safe from gun violence. 
In fact, gun violence affects every facet of American life on our jobs, in our movie theaters, at public gatherings, and in other random settings. It has gotten to the point that many have become apathetic and have accepted gun violence as a normal part of life and don't have any hope of things ever changing. That's totally unacceptable. The gun violence has to stop, but it will not stop unless we get involved and demand that our leaders take action to implement measures to ensure the safety of our children in our schools and the safety of all Americans from gun violence, wherever they may be. That's why the CWR Talk Network is presenting the special town hall event, The Stand Against Gun Violence, on Thursday, October 18th from 6 to 9 p.m. Central Time. We have assembled an expert panel with the knowledge and experience to examine this issue from a variety of perspectives and to offer listeners information and advice on how to significantly reduce gun violence in America and make our schools, homes, workplaces, and lives safe from gun violence. Listen to this very important event live online Thursday, October 18th from 6 to 9 p.m. Central Time. Visit our website at cwrtalknetwork.com forward slash TSAGV for more information. That's cwrtalknetwork.com forward slash TSAGV. Stand with us to put an end to gun violence. Welcome back to Donnell Edwards' Viewpoints with your host, Donnell Edwards, on the CWR Talk Network. Thanks again for joining us tonight for Donnell Edwards' Viewpoints. We really appreciate your support and hope that you are enjoying our discussion on mental awareness and the importance of finding your happy zone. Now, uh, Sporty, some time ago, I had a guest on my show, and we were also discussing mental health, and he shared how he started each day by doing something positive. He said what he would do, he would watch a comedy show. He told me which one. I can't remember right now. But he said he watched mm-hmm. this comedy show, and uh, he really enjoyed it, and that was the way he got his day started off because it put him in a good mood and made him laugh and so when he went went to work, went about his other affairs, you know, he was happy, and it, you know it, it uh, put him in a in a good place for for the uh, the rest of the day. Now, in speaking to your audiences, we talked about this quite a bit already. But in speaking to your audiences, what are some of the things that you recommend that can be done to get into and stay into your happy zone? Okay, well, I, first, I certainly love the one that he suggested, but we've got a wonderful exercise we do uh, that I do. It, it, you take a postcard, okay? Take a postcard and draw it into four quadrants. And, I mean, yeah, maybe you don't have to. Yeah, but put it for, do it the way that the exercise works. <laughs> four okay. quadrants. In the first quadrant, you would put one to three things that uh, you consider your strengths. And 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 so and, I, and as I do the exercise step by step, so I first ask them, you know, put one to three things that you think consider your strength. And if you just want to do one, that's fine for for time's sake. I said, now once you read that, once you write that thing, now what you have to do is ask yourself, why is that? How is that strength going to help me get through the day? And and for for the most part, even though we're we're, we're transferring it to through the day, but I'm also usually talking to an audience of families that are going through the deployment cycle in the military. So as they write, they write their strengths, I say, okay, now how is that strength going to get you through the deployment? And, and so that's why I say we can transfer that to make how is that going to get you through the day. So we talk about that. Then the second quadrant, now you want to write what's going well today. What went well for you today? 
you know, and no rocket science. Uh, I put my shoes on right. I found the, 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 uh, a sock that I had been missing, so now I've got the pair together. Find something that went right for you today, and you write that on the postcard too. Then in the third square, we put what concerns you. See, what are your fears? See, let's not act like there's no problem. What are your fears? But more importantly, once you write your fears, then on the back of the postcard, you would write what resources do you need to address those fears. So if, if you have a fear of public speaking, then on the back you would write, okay, I need to go take a Dale Carnegie course. I need to go join Toastmasters. You know? So you write the answers. And then in that fourth quadrant, that fourth quadrant is actually just what's, you know, how, you know, what's going on with your attitude. It's an ABC, it's called an ABC model, and it's how you deal with things. And the A being the action, the B being the belief, and the, B, the C being the consequence. So in other words, something is going to happen. There's going to be an action. And, if, and you've got to have the right attitude to turn that action into a positive. In other words, how you believe that action is going to impact you because there will be a consequence. Sometimes we think consequences are, uh, means a negative thing, but it does not mean a negative thing. Consequence means something is going to happen as a result of. So, so meanwhile, the reason that postcard is fine, works for you though, is because what you would want to now do with that postcard is you can carry it in your pocket. You can post it in, on a window and you can put it at your, at your desk, at your office. And, and then every morning and then throughout the day, it's a nice, easy thing to pull it out and read three things that you, uh, your strengths and, and how those things are getting you through the day. And then three things that, um, uh, that are going well today. But you, you won't necessarily always write that on the postcard, but you can it at least make you think about three things. And then, again, there's nothing wrong with looking at your fears and saying, yeah, yeah, but have I been working on getting those resources? And I have. Well, now you might be able to move that over into quadrant number two or quadrant number one. So, so it's, it's, it, it is starting off the day with something, but it's, it's a nice handy thing that you can keep with, in your pocket and keep it going with you all day. That's great to have something to actually take with you to uh, to remind you. So mm-hmm. I, 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 we really do uh, appreciate you uh, being with us uh, this evening. And for those who would like to uh, read some of Sporty's wisdom, uh, we do have his his uh, his uh, columns from our uh, magazine, and that's online on WordPress, and th- that's found at C W R. Sage, that's S A G E, Sporty King dot WordPress dot com. That's C W R Sage, Sporty King dot WordPress dot com. And we encourage you to go there and uh, check out some of Sporty's wisdom. Now, uh, Sporty, how how can uh, anyone that's listening that might be interested in, in hiring you as a speaker or to do a workshop? or wants to get your products, uh, how, how may they get in contact with you? And please add just to keep in touch, okay, okay. To, <laughs> to stay positive. Yeah, yeah, it's not always about, uh, if we go back to your first question, I care about people. So, you know, uh, we, we, we you want to get paid for it, but you, you want to take care of people. And um, sportyking.com is my website. You'll find some free inspirational things on there, puzzle pieces, uh, a blog, some of my poetry, uh, and then and then also my business information for for hiring me to speak, as well as some of my retention material. So www.sportyking.com. Okay, and again, we thank you so much for coming to be with us uh, this evening and for sharing with us some of the techniques you use and helping people to feel better about themselves and how they can find more happiness in their lives. We really appreciate you taking time from your business schedule to uh, to join us. So thank you so much. We really appreciate it. Thank you, Donna. Always a pleasure. You're very welcome. Now, just a few uh, reminders before we conclude for this evening. Uh, we won't have a live show next week. Uh, you can check out our uh, on-demand library. Uh, I will be taking some vacation time 
but we we're, we're going to return on the 15th, uh, which is two weeks from tonight, with a very interesting program. I discovered an organization several weeks ago, and we're going to be talking about the Global Initiative for Education, and we'll be talking with members of the Global Campaign for Education, or GCE, which is a civil society movement working to end the global education crisis whose mission is to make sure the states act now to deliver the right of everyone to a free, quality public education. And that's not just in the United States. Uh, They have this effort going on, this initiative, worldwide. And so we're going to be talking with them. So be sure to join us for that. That's on Monday, October 15th at 6.30 p.m. Central Time. And also, we want to make sure to remind you uh, about a special three-hour town hall event that we have on Thursday, October 18th from 6 to 9 p.m. Central Time, The Stand Against Gun Violence. This is going to be a powerful event discussing ways to end the gun violence in America. So we invite you not only to listen but to participate by calling in with your comments. For more information, visit our website and go to the event page under the T-S-A-G-V, as in vacation. That's T-S-A-G-V. That tab uh, will give you all the information you need about this event. So we hope you will join us for that. Thanks again for listening tonight. We thank you for your support. And have a wonderful week, and we will see you back here in two weeks. You're listening to the CWR Talk Network, America's voice for causes, issues, and life empowerment. This is the CWR Talk Network. Hashtag one million strong.